set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're trying to make Fetch happen. We're discussing Mean Girls from 2004, directed by Mark Waters. I am kind of excited to talk about this movie and a little apprehensive to talk about this movie. Valid. Um, naturally, being a woman of a certain age, um, you know, approaching 50, I've seen... (laughs) Lying. Lying. (laughs) I've seen this movie countless times. Um, and I'm pretty sure a vast portion of our audience, if you have see, if you have ABC Family, now known as Freeform, which I feel like we've discussed pretty much every episode. I mean, it's your okay. brand by now. Y'all know I love me some ABC Family, Freeform. Um, you have seen Mean Girls and several hours of Harry Potter. Um, mm-hmm. And this... This movie was an experience to watch in 2020. Okay. Um, I, mean, it, I said the same thing. <laughs> it Parts of it still held up. Parts of it did not. Um, but it was kind of... It was kind of interesting going back to watch a movie that was really important to me when I was younger mm-hmm. and it was kind of like our episode that we did on super bad yeah, but not as bad as that no it? no no like in a <gasps> totally different way <laughs> I was like, God damn. it wasn't like because if you listen to our episode on super bad that was a terrible experience because I really loved Superbad at the time that it came out. I thought it was hilarious. And then watching it last year, I was like, this did not hold up. This is a terrible movie. I hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> I just hated the experience. But this this was something different. And I'm excited to talk about it with Ashley. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have definitely not waited like 15 years or whatever the hell to watch this movie. Um, I own this movie and watch it quite frequently. Although it has been like a couple years because after a while, you know, do you really need to watch the movie? <laughs> like if you can say all the words and shit, like, you know, but I feel like this would be good as like a, you know, like a, maybe like a Sunday afternoon while I'm cleaning my room type movie. Like, that's where it's kind of at right now for me. Um, just because uh, I just know this movie so, like, intensely. It was very odd to, like, basically could say the, the, the jokes, like, beat for beat. And sometimes they still made me laugh. Some things I caught on to, and I was like, oh, wow, what? <laughs> 
is that how we talked in 2004? Oh no, bitch. <laughs> but um, yeah, this wasn't a bad experience like a, to rewatch. Um, on the contrary, I think this was pretty good to to go back and revisit. Yeah, I I I kind of feel the same to a certain degree, and I am ready to get into that. So, like, the reason why I have, I literally have not seen this movie from since like 2005, 2006. And I told Ashley a little bit about the reason why I may have mentioned it on the last episode. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Like, can't remember I don't either. Tell the people. I have no idea. I don't remember. Um, but, like, my freshman year of college, the cable went out. And I went to school so far away from home that I couldn't go home like everybody else did on the weekend because most of the people that I went to college went were from Atlanta. Um, so they could drive the three hours and go home. But I'm from Ohio. So that was like a 16 hour drive. Um, and plane tickets expensive when you're a broke college student. So I couldn't go home on the weekend. So with no cable and we didn't really have Wi-Fi set up there yet because this is like southwest georgia um i had to rely on the dvds that i brought with me and i couldn't bring my entire dvd collection because that wouldn't fit in the back of my mom's car um so i had like a couple options and one of those options were mean girls um so i watched this dvd from front to back for like an entire weekend so I watched like all of the bonus features. I watched the movie. I had the whole thing memorized. And by the end of that weekend, I was like, I'm never watching this motherfucker again. And I haven't. Like, even if it was on ABC Family or Freeform, like I either had to mute it or like walk out of the room. Like, I just can't watch it. Like, there is a song um, that plays on the DVD menu that's like, out of bed at the crack of Not, noon. Ah, you see my shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm Cherry Cola. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm borderline. Yeah. That used to be my shit. Like, I don't know what I that can't. girl's name is. And <laughs> it, it really don't matter. <laughs> like, every time I, like, think about the movie, I think about the DVD menu and I think about that song and I just like, I can't do it. Like, that's how much I've seen this movie. Oh my God. So, I just like, it was an experience to rewatch it from that standpoint. I just can't believe you watch it like every fucking weekend. No, just this one weekend, like over and over until Cable came back up and I was like, okay. That's kind of upsetting, girl. Why did you... It was this. I had this, the ring, and Gothica. So I wrote, I uh, rotated through all. The Your library ain't have DVDs. My library huh? had DVDs. My roommate went home. Your Everybody library? was gone. The door was like almost empty. What about and the was, library? I didn't. It was hot. It's shit. Oh my and god! I didn't want to walk there because I'm lazy. Fault. This is your own fault. And I was just wanted to watch movies and relax. This is your own fault. It was, it was a tour. It it was my own punishment. But this was like, you like, I don't know, doing penance. 
It was like, I must suffer and out of bed at the crack of noon. Like, yeah. But I just, and plus I had to like sleep with the TV on because I needed noise because I just need to be ready. So. Oh, you were one of those. I'm one of those people. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I haven't done that shit since I was like eight or something. (laughs) Where where I just sat there and watched the same movie over and over again. It was like Pocahontas. I haven't done that. I think I watched Black Dynamite twice in a row and I was like, okay. Yeah. That sounds awful. Uh, You learned a lesson that day. (laughs) I did. I learned my lesson that, that weekend. That's awful Brittany I just needed noise I needed noise I needed needed a Spotify account (laughs) Spotify didn't exist the year was 2005 okay it was 2005 this cutting edge technology did not exist (laughs) a bitch was too broke I didn't even have my iPod with me wait did I have no I didn't get it until Christmas that year okay Okay. 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 It was a well, different time. Brittany learned her lesson. Y'all keep your um keep her in keep your me, prayers. Keep me in your prayers. So <laughs> this some praying needs to be done. Just form the prayer circle. But <laughs> <laughs> so like in your in your infinite um amount of rewatches, like what did you learn? Did you learn so, anything? <clears throat> In my infinite rewatch of this movie, I learned because the reason why I love this movie so much. Welcome to Black Girl Therapy Time. Um, so I <laughs> I like this movie for a couple of reasons. I like this movie um, at the time. I loved Tina Fey. Um, again, I have talked to Ashley, and if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know this when I was younger I wanted to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live like Mm -hmm. this was my dream from like ages four to like 18 that's what I wanted to do so like when I was a little kid I would like practice characters like I would make up characters make skits force my parents to watch these skits and get their reaction to it. This is y'all. Make sure your kids have siblings sometimes, so y'all, like, <laughs> yeah, your, your okay. kids might need a sibling because they don't need to be only children sometimes. Okay, okay. they need playmates, so they don't have to do stuff like this. I was an only child, but I didn't do shit like this. I just want y'all to know. This, this is what I did. This was my creative side. Like I would write plays and I would do skits and come up with characters. That's what I did sometimes. Um. So Tina Fey, I learned that she, like, when I was a teenager, like, in my early teens, I learned that she was the head writer. Like, she was on the writer for Saturday Night Live. So I was like, oh, my God, that's a woman who writes for them. And uh, she was on my favorite part of Saturday Night Live, which was Weekend Update. And at the time, like, when I was in high school, she was, um, high school, middle school, she was doing it with Jimmy Fallon and then later on she did it with Amy Poehler and I was like oh my god that's really amazing um so she wrote this movie and I was like oh wow that's really cool 
And I also learned that this movie was actually based on the book, um, Queen Bees and Wannabes um, by Rosalind Wiseman. And the book itself is not what the film is. Um, I actually read the book and wrote a lot of papers on the book for school um, because it is very key to um, developmental psychology and mm-hmm. um, social groups for adolescents. Um, the book itself is about cliques and how teen girls deal with aggression um, and bullying. So it's different than how teen boys deal with aggression because of how girls and boys are socialized, essentially. Mm-hmm. So in bullying behaviors, boys tend to bully through acts of aggression that are violent. So you see a lot of kicking, punching, violent behavior, whereas girls, since you're a girl, you're supposed to act like a lady. So it's unladylike to hit another person. So when um, bullying behavior is exhibited amongst young women, um, adolescent girls, it is often within a social context. So it's often demonstrated between, um, by sabotaging social relationships. So that is what is kind of displayed in the film Mean Girls. And in the book, Queen Bees and Wannabes, it kind of gives you a lot more information about the social hierarchy of these cliques or social groups. So... Mm-hmm. For example, Regina George is the queen bee. So she's the leader of this group and it assigns like different tat, like her position in this group and what behaviors a concerned parent would look at if your daughter is in this group or if your daughter holds this particular position. And then you have Gretchen who is like the lieutenant in what she her position entails and what her role in the group and then you have um karen who is a like a worker bee because it's all kind of like uh kind of structured like a hive i guess in the Mm -hmm. metaphor used in this particular book and then you have katie who's a new girl so she's an outsider and that is kind of like what the book is kind of used to do Um, And it's kind of like a parenting guide and how to help your child deal with this, like how to help your child, how to provide support and provide additional resources to your children if they are experiencing relational aggression, Um, because this shit is not pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I learned from like watching like the deleted scenes and like cast interviews, but also from that doing tons of additional research in undergrad and graduate school. Yeah, I didn't watch the deleted scenes. I watched the the behind the scenes featurettes and there were some interesting things that were in there. There were some things I was like, ew, <laughs> that pissed me off or just was kind of like, yuck. <laughs> Mainly all the like actresses were like, like even Tina Fey, they're like girls are mean. They're just mean, mean, mean. And I was just like, God damn! Like every girl, every single girl is like, 
This took me back to like when people would be like, I don't hang out with girls. I only hang out with boys. And I was like, oh no. Because something is seriously wrong with those people. They're ugh, not good. Actually, somebody I know very close to me actually just spouted that out. And I was just kind of like, you know, you're, you're a little too old to be thinking. <laughs> that, and it was always the same reasons. It was like, girls are super catty. That's why I hang out with boys. And I was like, have you not seen how messy boys can be? It's just most of the time they end up covering it up with their fists and shit, but they're just as raggedy. <laughs> More so, even. Yeah. It was very disheartening to see, but I guess it's just like, more that that kind of brought me into like, oh, look how much shit has changed. Because now it's kind of, it's not, it has improved, but also it's kind of like a double-edged sword because now it's a lot of like faux over positivity where you can't say anything mean or critical about anyone because then you're like con- con- a hater considered eight. Well, there's you can obviously be a hater, but like if you critique something as being like like a genuine critique, like not like oh she's ugly or whatever, like a genuine like I don't like this thing that this person does because of blank. And it becomes like, well, that's anti-feminist. How dare you? <laughs> and it's not any better. It's actually like almost worse because at least if someone's mean, like maybe you just kind of, you know what time it is, but like if they're kind of like super nice and and everything's just like, oh, heart, stars, horseshoes, <laughs> colors and blue moons, then it just becomes like, like, what are y'all trying to, like, achieve here with this sort of faux positivity? It, it turns into, like, my favorite Twitter word, erasure. But I thought that was really kind of like, oh, that kind of sucks that everybody thinks girls are mean regardless. Um, and then <laughs> they were talking about how they picked the cast. <laughs> and Tina Fey said that they picked, that she picked uh, the guy who played Aaron Samuels because he reminded her of Jimmy Fallon. I was like, I won't plan it. I mean, no, <laughs> I can see it. No, I can't. I, I can. Be, I can. Absolutely if he did not have it. that na- late night show, I'd be like, okay, maybe, but like, no. Like, we don't. We personally, because like to me, Aaron Samuels is a cardboard cutout person. Yeah, but that's not how she was talking about him. That's her work husband. She wasn't going to talk down about. Him. She, she like, what? He, she's like, oh, he's so cute. Oh, I picked him because he reminded me of Jimmy Fallon. And I was like, I mean, I, okay, nope, not, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Ooh. Brittany, Brittany's about to tell on herself again for the second nope, time. Nope, I'm not I'm gonna say anything. <laughs> mm, okay, all right, well, I was gonna, I was going, <laughs> I was going to say. Please, Brittany, you're gonna break my heart. Aaron, Aaron Samuels, the actor slash cupcake host of uh, host of Cupcake Wars. Wait, he hosts what? He hosts like some cupcake show. There's There's so many of those now. He pop up on one of them cupcake things. Them cupcake things. Why are Um, there so many of those shows? Because people love cupcakes. I love decorating, like, watching other people decorate cupcakes because I can't cook for shit. So <laughs> I live vicariously through those people. 
okay. <laughs> so I watch Aaron Samuels use like do this cupcake, but like to me, like Aaron Samuels, the actor whose real name I do not know. He I think his name is, is Jonathan Bennett. I want to say. Okay. Let me Aaron let me do my googles. Aaron Samuels, the actor. Jonathan ben- Bennett, that person. Um, he is like, yes, a that's him. Cardboard cutout person that you can project whatever you want to on, like Clint Eastwood's son, Car with Scott, whatever that person's name. What is you know who I'm talking about? You said it right. You know his name. Don't even front. You knew his name. His name is Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. He's yeah, to me he, off the drip. Scott Eastwood is a person like he is an actor shaped like a person that you could protect whatever you want to on. So maybe when Tina Fey saw Aaron Samuels in the shape of a person, she projected whatever she thought onto him and was like, Hey, you remind me of Jimmy Fallon. That's not what she meant. But you know what? That's a good effort. I mean, because, like, That's to me. That's a good effort. This is, like, after they had been working together forever. That was, like, her, her, that was her work husband. Like, let's not even play games. But, you know. It was a different time. It was a different It wasn't. <laughs> it was 2005. Look how everybody is dressed. Look at those layered shirts. Oh, I love the layered shirts. We can get to that. Um. What else? You know, like most of the, like, some of the characters are basically based off of the book, but also some people like she knew when she was in high school, like Damien and Janice were inspired by herself and like her high school friends. Um, And she also says like, this is like a hopeful tale, like that women can learn to be around each other without, I guess, the expense of like tearing each other down. Um, Which I I guess is kind of in the movie but i don't really know if anything was necessarily solved <laughs> in that manner it is in the very end of the movie like barely that like, moment like, like a moment toward moment. the end yeah because i don't know if anybody's not being mean <laughs> they just started projecting that shit to other things that helped them <laughs> get out some of their aggression um and then also, what was the thing? I think, what did I want to say? Oh, there's a good line about like how these how all these kids are kind of in school, and like when you're in high school, you're trying to like act like an adult and socialize like an adult, but you're not an adult. So even though you think you're doing adult things, you're you're still actually acting pretty damn childish, and it might not even. I think like that might be at the root for a lot of interactions because some of the things that these like girls are doing are just kind of like just like ridiculous in a way of of like why like because like we're older <laughs> we haven't been in high school for a very long time so like when I look back at this I'm just like like why are y'all doing this <laughs> like what's going on why are you wasting so much time on this but you know at the time I mean high school is everything to a lot of people it's sort of like a, a lot of times it's it's made to out to be like a make or break um, time in your life. Uh, it's so 
maybe you're putting more energy into your social life and all that other stuff, which like now I'm just kind of like, oh no, that's not, <laughs> that's not something I would be interested in. Although there's plenty of women who grow up and still, still act like this and still behave in this way. They um, sure the fuck do. Sometimes they get paid to do it on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> some things have changed and some things have not. Um, and then there's a, a good thing with the the author, um, Ro- Rosalind Wiseman. Uh, and she talks about like the rules of girl world and how there's a lot of rules that are like unspoken, but you, you don't know what they are, but you do know when you break them. And, and then um, basically a lot of this comes from people not seeing other people as being equal to them. Um, and Therefore, you can treat them however you want, and that leads to violence. She categorizes all of this as, like, violent behavior, which I don't think everybody necessarily would realize off the bat because it's not physical. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still pretty violent because, I mean, emotional abuse is pretty fucked up. And... um. And you might not always remember what happened to you in high school, but a lot of times you do, especially like the negative things. You don't all like a part of you probably always remember some of this stuff. Um, but I did also like it too. when she says about like wanting to belong and that's not like a necessarily a bad thing. It's actually like a pretty natural thing to like want to belong and be in a group because like we're human beings. Like that's how we survive. Um, but it's like what you put up with when you're in the group. And how you put up with being treated badly, that that becomes the problem. And I was like, ooh, I have some stories. So that was all pretty interesting um, as far as, like, how they socialize and 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 what the author was doing and, and what she was trying to achieve when she read the book. Because um, I definitely remember being in some groups and being less, like, like, now I think back and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? And why? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how we want to like start the movie and, and like what parts we want to like highlight and focus on. Um, I think we could dive into like maybe just give like what the basic story is like all about. And then maybe oh, yeah, we, we can haven't talk- talked about that at all. <laughs> talk about like what are some parts that we liked. And maybe okay. those parts that did not age well. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we should talk about, I guess, the summary <laughs> or the plot because we definitely missed that part. Um, so this movie, if you don't know, <laughs> you've never seen this movie before, is about a girl named Katie, spelled Caddy, but God bless her. Her name is Katie, who moves back to America from... A nameless country in Africa. We will get to that because it pissed me off. <laughs> she moves uh, to America, I think, in her, I want to say her junior year, beginning of her junior year, and she, and she actually has spent her entire life homeschooled because her, her family, her parents are zoologists, I want to say. Um, and so she's never actually been in, like, a real American school. She doesn't know anything about, like, American culture. Um, she's never socialized with, like, American children. And she is trying to navigate high school and... and before long, she gets pulled into this this clique of, of popular girls who are pretty damn mean um, by way of uh, the art school kids. 
um, who try to convince her to spy on one of the popular girls, the most popular girl, Regina George. Um, and in the middle of that, after they try to like stab, as they're trying to sabotage like Regina's life, uh, Katie is pulled deeper and deeper into this, this clique and suddenly she kind of turns into a mean girl. What were like some of your like favorite parts of the movie? Um, I mean, I liked, I liked a lot of the jokes and a lot of the actual things. TFA, I'm not going to like hold her. Like she's still a good writer, I feel like. And this is kind of when she was like really, I don't know if this is still like, was she still on Saturday? She was still on Saturday Night Live when this came out, right? 2004. Yes, because I think 30 Rock started in like 2005, 2006. Okay. Well, anyway, she, she was really like, like you said, she was pretty instrumental for a lot of people, I feel like, watching Saturday Night Live, um, including myself. I fucking loved Weekend Update um, for a, a really long time. Pretty much the whole time she was on, and then when she was off, I was like, hmm, no dice. <laughs> this, is, this is slowly going downhill. And she has her moments now where I'm kind of like, ooh, Tina, you don't have to. You don't have to at all. Mm. So, okay, yeah, she left Saturday Night Live in 2006. So she was on there for about, I don't know, 11, 12 years, I think is what she said. Um, so uh, I did like some of the jokes. Some of them are still really, really funny. <laughs> I still laugh my ass off at Danny DeVito. I love your work. <laughs> I think a lot of it, too, is like the delivery from the actresses because and actors um because even something as simple as you can go shave your back now i was like oh shit no this is actually still really hilarious because not only was that like a read (laughs) but she just kind of said it so casually like you can go shave your back now bye (laughs) and it just reminded me of like so how much High school girls can be so witty and underhanded in their reads. Like, I feel like now, because I'm so far away from the youth, um, I usually don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> at any given time. But I, remind, <laughs> I was reminded, like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I remember. I remember this. And, like, high school wasn't always the best, and it always wasn't the worst for me. But just reminded me kind of getting roasted. Like, you know... <laughs> So I was always getting roasted in the lunchroom. That was like a daily occurrence. It was definitely like roast to be roasted at my school. Yeah. I feel like that is just how it is. Yeah. And I don't really know. I mean, I went to a pretty like diverse school. Um, I, I don't really know the exact like demographics, but it felt like like I had friends pretty much of like every race I feel like um and like my classes are pretty um well like I never felt like oh yeah shit I'm like in a school full of white kids <laughs> even though there's a lot of white kids at my school but I never felt like like I was the only one at any given time like that was never the case but yeah like I feel like I don't know how it is in like mostly white schools but definitely in my school uh come correct or get called out <laughs> um but also Going back to, like, some of, like, the jokes and stuff, like, I know we've all heard Four Fugue and Glen Coco, but 
it just kind of took me back to a place. I was like, oh, I have not heard this be done to death. Like, remember the first time you ever heard four of you, Glen Cloco, you go, Glen Cloco? Like, that that was a good line. And then, four for you, Glen Coco. <laughs> he said that shit in, like the fucking sorting hat. <laughs> Oh, like good times before memes happened. This that, movie okay. was way great before the memes happened. I that, like- okay, that, that's something that I want to talk about since you brought it up. Okay. Because I feel like that also plays into why I have not watched this movie in 20 years. I mean, you wouldn't have to. Yeah, years. like, I feel like it, if I, I see trying to make fetch happen way too much i see get in loser we're going shopping or get in like get in loser we're going blank too much and i feel like maybe we should watch a couple more movies i feel like to a certain point mean girls is like harry potter (laughs) where maybe we need to watch some more media and get some more references because goddamn, like y'all getting on my nerves, and that kind of like deterred me from watching it. And I was like, "Do I hate this movie now?" Because y'all done got on my nerves. I don't I never, know. I never got to a point where I hate this movie. Although I do hate when people do the "Oh, what day is it?" Oh, he asked me what day it is. Or Ooh, like that. October third, girl. Every October third, I was like, "That's not even like the best part of that movie." Why do? When did that start that we had to bring that up? Is that because like there's no more like Back to the Future dates to to repost every fucking year or something? Like, I mean, somebody could digitally manipulate that little um um clock in the. Uh... DeLorean? Like, oh, fuck, yeah. you can't no, no more. Yeah, it's like 2020. They, they used to fuck around with the clock because I remember people basically started posting it like every year, but like the dates would be different. I'm just like, why? Why are you doing this? And now it's before I realized that people just do stuff for like notes and shit, um, which I feel like that was definitely what that was. Um, notes and retweets, I guess. Um, but that shit was so annoying. So I don't know why it's like that one and the date from Le- uh, not Legally Blonde from. Oh, God, what the fuck is that movie? Sandra Bullock. Murder by Numbers? No. Oh, my God. No. That's <laughs> a Murder by Number day. That movie was terrible, by the way. I just want you to know. Um, ah! What's the one with the beauty contest? Uh... Uh, Miss Congeniality? Yes. Why do I keep thinking Cadet Kelly? That's completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ain't the same thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So I, I don't, I don't. Just the rep, the repetitious nature, <laughs> the repetitive nature of of the memes can kind of make this movie a little bit tiring. Um. Cause just like damn, like how many fucking on Wednesdays did we wear whatever color? Can you make like shit? You're squeezing the life out of this fucking movie, honestly. And they all like end up as like bootleg T-shirts on Facebook that <laughs> like show up in your promoted ads and shit that get yeah. you to click on them. Like yeah, yeah like Teespring shirts. Yeah, and like wine. Those like I call them like wine mom T-shirts. Oh yeah, they're like Regina George's mother. <laughs> 
Oh, I love Redeemer 24. And and look, another problem with doing that is you have Chris Jenner doing that. Yeah, that is her life. That was probably like, her life before Mean Girls even came out. So That's like been her. You've memed it to a point. You've referenced Chris Jenner as being a cool mom to a point to whatever video it was, like she was Oh, Ariana the cool is. mom next. in the video. And it's like, well, fuck this. Like, fuck this. I didn't watch that I video. Hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I'm too fucking old for that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. That was, that, honestly, Chris Jenner could probably make <laughs> a claim and be like, uh, you stole that from my life. <laughs> I totally let my daughters drink. <laughs> Virgin, uh, what are they? Virgin, Virgin Marguerites? <laughs> Happy hour. I would not be surprised if Chris Jenner totally did that. And her house probably looks like that too. And I don't know. Like, she has a strong case besides the woman, the mom being blonde, and there only being two of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not surprised, um, that people would connect the two. Um, I don't know. What else did you like? What did you like? Um, I, I, uh, some of the jokes held up for me. I, I like Kevin. Like, I don't know why. Oh, Kevin the poor. I like Kevin. Mathlete and badass MC. MC. He showed his card. And I was like, okay, I still love you, Kevin. Like, I, I still love everything about Kevin. Kevin. I only date women of color and the poor. Yes. And like that particular joke, I, of course, I've watched this movie enough. You, you've heard about my past, but Unfortunately for it me. hit better now than it did when I was younger. Yeah. I don't even know if I really like in my head, I feel like I knew what he meant by only date women of color, which is I only date like non-white women. Um <laughs> But I don't think rim, women of color wasn't as as big of a term then. No, not as it is now. Not even people of color, really. No, and I was thinking about that earlier. Like, when when did I really start paying attention to that like uh, term? Shit, probably like I don't know. I feel like everything happened in like 2014. Yeah, like I wasn't really paying attention to that term when I was like 17 in high school, thinking about like, oh damn. I was bullied like oh damn like this shit happened to me (laughs) yeah like sitting in the movie theater like oh wow (laughs) I was I was treated badly as well (laughs) Brittany having realizations and shit yeah just sitting in the movie theater like damn like oh this is this is life sometimes (laughs) it be that way sometimes um But I I loved Kevin, and I also, of course, I like the soundtrack, and I like that past that Dutch when they were talking about Regina George, like yes. that was so good. Yeah, that, that was, was good. I forgot there were so many. Well, not so many. There was like what two Missy Elliott song cues. I think it was they were both past that Dutch. Because I that think was the so. Win. Yeah, because there was the one where they introduced the plastics, and there's the one where their plastics are walking down the hall. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, those, I mean, I don't really know, like, a lot of it, the soundtrack, like, a lot of the songs on the soundtrack, because the song I always think of is Milkshake. Yeah, I, and I was focused more on Pass That Dutch than Milkshake, but I also like the Milkshake moment a lot with Regina George's oh very my ignored little sister. And see, like, I wonder, I mean, not even I wonder, like, I felt like that was like a direct commentary <laughs> of like girls seeing things on the media and emulating them, like a super I, young age. I believe that that definitely was. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the soundtrack now. I don't know most of these songs. That's because actually- they're, to me, they're like those. Oh, wait, Peaches, though. Operate by Peaches. That's my shit with her nasty ass. <laughs> I only know one song by Peaches. Peaches is so nasty. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, girl, are things all right at home? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what I, okay. Her album was called Father Fucker. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yes. Like little, I'm not going to say that. Okay. What? What about um, her little sister? We never. What's her name? Her little sister named Kylie. Listen, I think her name was Chris Kylie. Jenner, Jenner has a case. I'm not saying you should sue Tina Fey, but like, I mean, I think her little sister name was Kylie. You know what? Wait, was Kylie Jenner alive when this movie came out? Yes, this bitch like twenty. No, isn't she like twenty? She is. She was alive. I don't want to Google her age. I don't want that on my algorithm. But you know what? We're gonna. I love how Google, when I put Kylie age, gave me the real Kylie, the baddest bitch. Mano. <laughs> yes, the Australian sensation. She, Kylie Minogue is 51. Kylie Jenner okay, is 22. She 22? She... Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah. So she was alive when this movie came out. She was probably yeah. Kylie's age. You know what? Chris, Chris, girl, you, you got a case. <laughs> she was like seven when this movie came out. Oh, okay. So listen, Chris, I'm not here to give you any business advice because I know you got it handled. I know she got it handled, but I'm just saying. So um, do we even know who Kim Kardashian was when this came out? <laughs> Um. Oh, kind of, but she was like Paris's kind of janky looking slave. I mean, everybody was way more concerned with Paris. I said slave. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Assistant who assisted? Janice is Armenian. Remember that? It's Mm. all coming together. This is a conspiracy. Mm. Mm. I'm not on their side, but I'm just saying. Hmm. No, Janice is Lebanese. Oh shit, she is. God damn it. Mm-hmm. She Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, my bad. I take all that back. <laughs> She's a woman of color. The conspiracy is unraveling. My bad. I send all my apologies and um I must atone later um by watching this movie for twenty four hours straight like Brittany did. <laughs> yes. But what I did like about this movie, watching it in contrast to Jawbreaker, is that with Jawbreaker, what we watched during our last episode, um, Violet ascended to a point where Courtney had to take her down. Yeah. 
So it was the bully wanting to take down the outsider. But with Mean Girls, what I liked was that um, Katie was in the group with the purpose of taking down Regina George. Whether she knew, like, that was her mission. Yeah. Um, And then she got caught up. But she had an agenda to begin with. Yes. And I was going to talk about that, actually. Like, when they first meet her, um, the thing that jumped out to me the most after all my my years of research, (laughs) researching a particular topic that is of great interest to me, did this shit not look like a cult? Like, the classics? Yeah, like, they were not initiating her, but it was when she sat down at lunch and... Like, Regina's asking her all them fucking questions. We got to ask, we got to see what Greg and Vanessa would say. <laughs> like, it kind of reminded me of not love bombing, which is like what they do when they give you all these compliments and they tell you that you're amazing and blah, blah, blah. It was like so, so rapid fire that I think Katie didn't know, partially she didn't know what was happening because she'd like, that was her first time like in a school. <laughs> um... But I think, like, something about it just reminded me of it because, like, she went from asking her, like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, you're new. I've never seen you here before. And then she's like, shut up. Shut up. And she's like, I don't understand. And then, like, wait, what? You're homeschooled? And, like, she's trying to, like, Katie's trying to explain to her things. But, like, Regina's already moving, like, six steps ahead of her. Like, she's miles and miles away. Um... And then, you know, she's at, telling her, like, oh, like, you think you're really pretty. And then, oh, my God, what about your, your bracelet? I love it. Where'd you get it? Like, she's just going so fast. That I was like, God damn. Like, this, this girl could not keep up. And it just felt so cultish. Like, in the way of, like, cults kind of overwhelming you with information at your most vulnerable. And trying to recruit you. Yeah, and recruiting you. But then, like... This wasn't necessarily active recruitment in the sorts of in the sense of like, oh my god, we want you, we have to have you. This is kind of like more of like an exclusivity kind of recruitment, maybe like like this is such an inclusive thing because or exclusive uh, group because I think it was Gretchen who was like, we don't normally do this, but we want to invite you to sit with us at lunch every day for the rest of the week. So there's already like that sort of like, oh, this is something that not everybody gets to do, but my new ass gets to do it. And ooh, um, and I don't think Katie really recognized it as that immediately because she seemed very overwhelmed and confused and she was going to go sit with uh, Damien and Janice anyway. But um, yeah, it just reminded me of that. Hmm. Like it just... That's just what jumped out of me. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of scary. <laughs> you have shed a new light on that for me. Ooh, I am opening our third eye. Mine is open. It blinked a little bit, too. <laughs> Mine got teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that was, that was something that was kind of cool. And then just the whole... I like, too, how this movie looked at other cliques rather than just jocks and popular kids and the nerds mm-hmm. because nerds typically aren't even seen as cliques 
even though they are because there's plenty of nerds that will or people who call themselves nerds I guess who they have their own standards for hanging out with them and 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 what they dress and what or how they dress and what they watch and enjoy on TV and and what they read and like music they listen to like it's all there's still parameters to like hang out with them and so um this movie kind of has had a lasting impact on on certain cliques that we <laughs> have named because like my friend still refers to people as cool Asians she herself is Asian and she would tell me about her friends. She's like, yeah, yeah, they're the cool Asians. And I was like, are you being serious? And, and she <laughs> was. <laughs> she was very much being serious. I think it was like half joking, but like definitely like a tinge of seriousness in that. And then, of course, like I mentioned last episode, everybody calls himself an, has at one point or another has called himself an unfriendly, unfriendly black hottie. Yeah, I mean... No, um, you see that all the time on the internet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. So, I was trying to recall my personal history and see if I've gone that far to make that stretch for myself. <laughs> I may have referred to myself as an unfriendly black ugly. Oh but... my god! <laughs> Maybe on a Tuesday. I probably have done it. So okay, okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they. This is also like something that was very similar to, um, to like Jawbreaker and to Heather's, which I mentioned also in the last episode. It's like how all these clicks, kind of how they group around each other in the lunchroom. Like, everybody has their table that they sit at, which was not necessarily... Like, I sat at the same table with the same people, but I wouldn't necessarily consider us, like, like having any... Like, feeding into any of these categories. Yeah. So I don't even know, like, what you would call us if we had a label. The Archids. Well, I did it. So my first... What was it? Okay, before I continue, I guess I have to explain how my high school worked because I was in high school, technically I was in high school from ninth grade to 12th grade, but the way our building was set up is that you, like, the actual high school building was only 10th grade through 12th grade, which was weird, so in my mind, I technically I was technically in high school in ninth grade but I was still in the junior high building so like when I think about it I'm like oh I wasn't a freshman and I was like a sophomore or whatever but like my sophomore year and like my uh junior year I pretty much sat with our kids but like in the art room because my teacher didn't give a shit she was like I'm eating lunch y'all can eat lunch in here I don't care I had block classes so I was basically in that room I had two periods, like, back-to-back in that room. So it almost didn't make sense for me to even leave. Although now I'd probably be like, oh, my God, get me out of here. But at the time, I was like, well, whatever. And all my friends had a different lunch because there was an A, B, and C lunch. Like, everything was so fucked up. And so I was separated from, like, most of my other friends who didn't do art. So I was just like, well, I might as well stay in here. And then I think, like, in senior year, 
we all actually had lunch together. And so I started and I didn't have blocked classes anymore. So I started going to lunch more. But I don't know. I just never noticed like any like specific like like definitely if you sat at a table that wasn't your table, people would say something. Because that happened a couple of times where we like, bitch, this is our table. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're Because then there was nowhere else to sit. And you're just like, no, 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 this is our table. But as far as like there being like a, like a burnout table or there's probably like a, like a, a cool Asian table. I just didn't notice or something. I don't know. <laughs> but everybody seems so like mixed that I just kind of was like, oh, this is kind of still odd to see. So I'm wondering if that was how it was for like people like that were like Tina Fey's age or or what have you. Hmm. Cause she would probably have been like in high school, like in the eighties, late eighties. Yeah. So no, no, no. She would have been in the mid eighties. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Y'all let us, if you're listening, like, listeners, let us know. Tell us about your experience. I feel like nowadays it probably wouldn't be like that just because of how everything in culture in general, like pop culture for, like, younger people is so mixed up now. Like, it's not anybody, like, you would be, like, the only, the kids who, like, listen to heavy metal and 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 fix their cars or, you know, like, that kind of weird, like, fast times to reach my high type shit. And there wouldn't be any of that, like, I feel like everybody would sit with everybody. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Like, because at the end of the day, like, you're going to socialize people with people who have similar interests. Oh, see, I feel like that maybe that's me because I almost never socialize with people who have similar interests. Like, cause like, therein lies the chaos. (laughs) Like, but think about how you become friends with other people. I don't. You become friends with people based on similar interests. I don't know, Brittany. And even (laughs) even if you have a different interest, then you make different friends. Yeah, all my friends are super like very, very, very different from me. Like, we have similar interests in terms of, like, movies and films and stuff. But, like, we've grown up completely different. Although, also, <laughs> you don't live in the same state. <laughs> yeah. And we met as adults. But, like, my friends, like, my best friend, she's, like, a sports chick. <laughs> like, she played basketball and ran track and did all that shit. And I was, like, chilling in the art room. <laughs> like... We had nothing in common in high school. Somehow we still made it. Like, I think just our general personalities of being, like, low-key insane. But, <laughs> but like, we never had similar interests. And I noticed that, like, over the years. I'm like, how do I be making friends with people? I don't ever. Like, for, ex- <laughs> like, and I don't know. Maybe you could be an outlier, but. I don't know. Like, most of our friends do not have interest in art. <laughs> I could not give a shit. Have no interest in design. My one of my like oldest friends, I met her because I liked baseball and the rock. So she also liked baseball and the rock, and we actually liked the same baseball player, and we became friends. That's a match made in heaven. And we've been friends for a thousand years. (laughs) 
I met my best friend because I said she was wearing a nice skirt. Oh, oh! I said I like your skirt. It was like probably the first and last time I've ever like approached somebody and be like, I like your outfit. Oh, <laughs> that was so long ago. That was also a million years ago. Um, but yeah, like we were so spread out. Like my friendships with people. I think just generally our, 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 we were just like the hyperactive kids. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was our, our click. High energy gang. The high energy. Can these kids sit down and shut up? <laughs> Crew. But, um, I mean, you know what too? You know what a table that you probably would have would be like the bad kids table. Who? Nobody, <laughs> nobody has a bad kids table. Uh, Maybe, maybe it's like one bad kid per table. You know what? Maybe. I feel like ours was always like a group of people like, oh, don't walk past them because you're getting roasted. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Absolute chaos. Um, What else? What else? We haven't talked about the fashion. We haven't talked about. We Ooh. kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, ooh, the fashion. I don't know where I stand on the fashion because I still love it. I feel a way about the fashion because I would have never worn heels to school. That wasn't gonna happen. I I've worn heels to school. I would never. I used to try to be cute. I've worn like I've worn like the tracksuits with the cute little tops to school. The layered top like the layered t-shirts oh my god i still like i remember like the shift between seeing this movie and then like going to school and seeing like like delia's catalogs (laughs) and having like seen people do like layered shirts and like you would never this is fucking texas you would never do a layered shirt it's too goddamn hot for that but i would see people do it like one thing, so for me personally, the fashion it was always inaccessible yeah. to me. So it's like I experienced the fashion that was a fashion of my time, but I also was never really able to wear it. Yeah, I was never able to wear any of that shit. First of all, another fucking crop top in school, never. Mini skirts, never, ever, ever. <laughs> There's no way. Not me and like not me specifically, like in general, there is no way we could have gotten away with any of the clothes they were wearing. Oh my god, when they all cut their uh the boob holes. <laughs> oh girl, you can say home, Mary. Mm. Ooh, you ain't entering this building. <laughs> mm. But I like how quickly that happened. Like a prank and then it's a fashion scene. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Although I don't think there's anybody that I sat her up and looked at at school that like had clothes because this is still partially when I wanted to be a fashion designer so I was always like looking at clothes all the time anyway um I can't remember anybody at my school being like the person that was just like fashion forward like I think we were all kind of wearing some ugly although you know what was the terrible fashion statement it was everybody fucking wearing Sperry's Ooh, with ooh, spare okay, Sperry's, Sperry's with and board duck shorts. shorts. Oh, board yeah, Sperry's and board shorts, duck shoes. I don't know when that started. That shit was awful. 
Oh, I forgot about the Sperry's with the board shorts with your layered tank top and your uh, polo short shirt. You had to have a polo shirt, yes. Oh, God. Everybody All the white boys wore that. Dressed like a fat. Yes. Like your name was Thaddeus. My friend bought some some Sperry's, and I was like, because I went to school shopping with her one year, and she was like, last minute school shopping. And I remember we drove because she could drive. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to drive. I did, don't think I knew how to drive quite yet. And she was like, yeah, I'm looking for some Sperry's. I was like, on purpose? <laughs> you want to wear Sperry's? She's like, yeah, I got to get some Sperry's. And I was like, I mean, okay. Why not? <laughs> I think I had I had I some berries, and I possibly had some pink and green berries. Did you really? Oh my god! Uh, I might have, maybe. No, you maybe. did. <laughs> this was post high school, though. No, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> obviously, that's, just make, that's what makes it worse. Was, <laughs> oh god! Okay. <laughs> You know what the thing, too, was that my school was definitely Abercrombie. That was the first time I ever had even heard of Abercrombie was, I guess, like, my seventh grade year. I just noticed that everybody was wearing Abercrombie. And, like, PacSun was a big deal as well. Um, And also, for some reason, Shell Top Adidas. Yes. I wanted them so bad. That was one thing, like, one thing I was like, oh, my God, everybody has these shoes. You can get them in whatever color, like, every any color stripe. Never fucking got them. I, asked, I think I asked for them for Christmas. Never got them. I had some shell top Adidas. I learned about Abercrombie through my cousin. <laughs> I couldn't wear it because it didn't come in my size, but she wore it, and I was like, okay. And learned about Arrow. <laughs> And Arrow. what other, other shit I learned about? Aeropostale. It was, <laughs> like, it was another store. <laughs> we used to say it like that for whatever. Uh, PacSun? It was, well, I learned about PacSun later for, because we didn't have a lot of those up here. We had um, Definitely. Everybody lived in PacSun. But um, American Eagle. Oh, which, yeah. American Eagle. I... Personally, currently, like American Eagle, y'all. If you think way to get them curvy jeans, <laughs> they <laughs> are worth the investment. And they're the ones who do airy. Yes, and them y'all Those get them airy. Underwear. Yes, them airy panties, girl. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I keep telling people they need to get them. They they are pretty good with the sizing as well. I think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I ain't got the biggest booty, but like you know, there's there's something back there, so. They got good quality <laughs> underwear. We're not sponsored, but you should just know this. If you need some draws. And they have good sales. Yes, they do. Look online before of- you go in store. Go to AE.com. Pairs- <laughs> <laughs> Tell the URL, girl. <laughs> AE.com before you go into the store. Things are always at least 25% off. Sometimes if you get the app, you get an additional discount. Okay, just I got let y'all know. Underwear for like, $35. Yes, and that was supposed to be like $100 worth of underwear. 
that shit is life changing. Okay, I'm just letting y'all know. Like good breathable fabrics, y'all ain't gotta like stress out about them. Whatever plastic that Victoria's Secret is is slanging out. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that shit is raggy. Um, yeah, I don't know why that preppy shit was such a big deal. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. That was weird. That was like a weird, mm -mm. I never really wanted to wear American Eagle or any of that. I didn't want to do Abercrombie. I don't want to do, I only think I really was into PacSun. And I think mainly is because it's more of like a skateboarding type of place. Like it wasn't so like uptight and buttoned up and I, my father owns a yacht <laughs> kind of close. <laughs> because also too, I really wasn't, I don't know, this is, this is so indicative of youth, but I used to think I was so fat. And also I was like built weird because like boobs, boobs on boobs on boobs. <laughs> And all those clothes are for flat-chested people. <laughs> mm. And I feel like I feel that like is part of society. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense because, like, you're supposed to be, like, this big-titted person. But then, like, when you actually got big boobs, you can't find clothes. You know how hard that was? I want to be a fashion designer so bad. And then, like. I was like, I can't be a fashion designer because I can't buy any fucking clothes. Although that would be a good reason to be a fashion designer so you could de design clothes for people to wear, including yourself. But at the yeah. time, I was like, how is anybody going to take me seriously as a fashion designer when I cannot find clothes to fit my boobs? You could have changed the world, Ashley. Honestly, I could have, but I didn't know how to sew. <laughs> and I still don't know how to sew. Although most fashion designers don't know how to sew either. And had I known that, I would have kept going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them people who own uh, Project Runway don't learn how to sew until they get on the show. Nope, and it's been like 20 fucking seasons and nobody seems to have learned. RuPaul's Drag Race as well. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, you gonna glue this dress together? Yes. Yes. And it's like, and okay, girl. <laughs> and someone gets sent home. <laughs> But yeah, that always used to frustrate me because like now I look back and I was like, you were like very thin. <laughs> it's just like things on me were not, you know, they were in the way. They were in the way. And so I felt overall just like huge all the time. And my mom used to get on me so much about wearing big shirts. But I was just like, I don't want to be looked at when I don't wear a big shirt. <laughs> So, Ooh. big shirts were the jam. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, it was very odd because it's just kind of like, you, I wore like one size on the bottom and I had to wear like a completely different like size. Like, my mom was like, we might have to start getting you to like the petites. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> those are, I was like, those are a few clothes for old people. <laughs> I was like, I want to wear clothes like everybody else. Hard, hard times. Definitely, yeah. Hard I, times. Understandable. I, uh, yeah. Like, you know, now it's kind of like, I feel like there's a lot better, like, sizing and stuff. 
even though some stuff I can't imagine putting on now, because I'm just like, how do you, how do you, where does it all go? <laughs> There's so many cutouts and shit. I'm just like, your whole ass be out. I can't, I can't do that. And so uh, now it's just like a different, like the same problems in a different way. I would, I mean, sometimes you just got to dress like Prince sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Let's all just like Prince. I'm going to get a, a ruffle. I don't know what those things are called, but like a little ruffle thing attached <laughs> to your collar. That's a good thing. That's a good You know what's funny, though? I just thought of another thing that people used to wear. <sighs> Gauchos? Nope. Don't bring that back. Don't bring <laughs> Why that back. Why the fuck was that our life? I had like two pair. I used to wear like gauchos with the very, very long t-shirts, the ones that go <laughs> all the way, like the fitted t-shirts. Wait, what? I thought you were like, talking about like a tall tee. That don't sound like no, no tall No, like the fitted t-shirts, like the, you know, the long, cute t-shirts that might have like the lace at the bottom sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like the cute t-shirts with the gauchos and then the braided belts. Oh, the braided belts. Bitch, and thought I was cute. And ballet flats. Yes, or flip flops, depending. Yes, oh, flip flops. If it was like, <laughs> this is disgusting. Like I'm thinking about this, and I'm like disgusted <laughs> nobody, with fashion. In the movie wore gauchos. I thought the stuff they wore for the most part was pretty like cute. Um, there was a really ugly like polka dotted shirt or not shirt, a polka dotted skirt that I thought was hideous. But, like, all the little shirts with, like, socialite and all that. Like, that was so a part of that era. Like, you all, everybody had, like, a graphic tee. Remember, like, Mrs. Timberlake, Mrs. Kutcher. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Remember Van Dutch? Oh, I wanted one of those hats so bad, but they were, the like, super expensive. expensive. Why was a fucking, like, chalker hat, ex- like, why was it so expensive? Mmm. Chalker hats it- were, like fashion <laughs> they were on the runway and hats still are kind of too goddamn expensive but like, I'm not yeah paying. i'm, not I'm also part of the big hat. head delegation so hats aren't really for me yeah if you feel like if you're like a big hair type of girl like sometimes i'll be struggling sometimes i'll be making it work and sometimes i'm like no nah, it's not really it's not really worth it um but you can get some from zoomies <laughs> Because Zoomies still exists. Zoomies does exist some up here somewhere. I, I found one in the wild and I was like, what the fuck is this story? It's the guy's journeys and stuff. That was uh, good for like Chuck Taylors, which I became like a loyal stan of when I was like 15 or something. I had like five pairs of Chuck Taylors. It didn't make no fucking sense. Them shoes, you could feel every rock. <laughs> Every mm. rock, every crack in the like ground, mm. every blade of grass. <laughs> They're so uncomfortable. But I have another pair. I just bought them or I got them for Christmas. So <laughs> have I learned my lesson? Hell no. I guess a lot of the fashion too, I wanted to say was kind of based on like that whole socialite era. Celebutant kind of. Oh, I forgot that existed. Wow. Yeah, like the Paris Hiltons and 
and Nicole Richie's and we didn't know about Kim and what the fuck she's about to do for the next de- decade and a half but she was out there um but I feel like Paris was kind of that's hot the blueprint for a lot of this stuff fashion yes. wise she would wear the tiny tiny little skirts with the ruffles and the tiny t-shirts and little purses and have the tiny little phones and wear all the pink. And the tiny dog. Mm-hmm. That was that was interesting time. I never watched Sur- what was her? Not Surreal Life. Oh, what was that show? Surreal Life was my shit, but that's something completely different. Her and Nicole had that show. You know what I'm talking. Y'all know what I'm y'all probably oh, y'all might know what I'm talking about. The Simple Life. Yeah. That. Been on for five seasons. I never watched it either. Wow. I just couldn't get into it because, like, I didn't care for Paris Hilton. No, I didn't care about Paris Hilton either. And people are still trying to, like, make her pop all these years later. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up, please. Um... But yeah, the Juicy Couture tracksuit, I, I I don't think she was the first to do it, but I definitely remember when every fucking body had a Juicy Couture tracksuit. You pretty much had to have one. I feel like that was maybe, maybe more junior high for me, but they were still, they were definitely still like a thing by the time this movie came out. Yeah. So, and a little past this too. The which one? And I said and a little past this. Yeah. Yeah. People actually I feel like people are starting to bring them back. Yeah, like I've seen them resurfacing recently. Like yeah. <laughs> Baby fat for sure. <laughs> mm. We are trying they're trying so hard for baby fat. I mean, I was going with Forever 21 relaunch those uh, $15 baby fat t-shirts. I was going to get one. Then they I was like... have some. I'm on the web- website right now. But the girl... They call them joggers, number one. And number two, they're $29.99. I mean, yes, if I wash them, they'll fall apart, but... <laughs> They're the plus size ones. The plus size velour baby fat joggers. They have baby fat on the butt and the cat oh. on like the hip or whatever. I thought she was gonna say something totally different. The cat on the cat. I mean <laughs> Kamara Lee Simmons would never be so Who crass. knows? Who knows? I don't think that like, she would be so crass. Who knows? <laughs> um so I want to talk about one more other thing that actually came up quite a lot. Well, not quite a lot, but it came up a couple times in the movie. Was the three-way phone call attack. Ooh, chat. I had so many, like, vivid flashbacks. Like, as soon as you could work three-way, like, the three-way, like, phone thing because wasn't there like a button at first i think there was like some weird way you had to do it you would call you would click click and then you would call the other number and then you would click click and then everybody would be on the phone yeah but then i think 
they figured out people were using it so much that they actually made like a three-way button. I feel like uh-huh. even, like later phones. I haven't used a home phone in like <laughs> a very long time, <laughs> but um, or at least a landline phone, I guess would be the better word to use. But yeah, at first, because you would sometimes you would call them and then you'd put your friend on hold and then you would do the whole three-way thing. You come back and your friend was gone, so you had to start the whole process over. <sighs> that shit was evil. <laughs> like. I she was evil. Never participated in any three-way calling tech uh activities because I was afraid I would mess up. Oh, like, like you would fuck up or whatever and somebody Like either you. hang up on my friend or Oh, that happened to me all the time. <laughs> just like Not to me, do, but I would do like it. giggle or just mess up the whole thing. I mean, So I just was like don't include me and whatever and it was never like i'm talking about you type situation it was usually like pranks because like oh god (laughs) that happened to me like a few times my friend tried to call me but then she it would be from this is the thing this is the thing dumbasses call her id (laughs) it would still be under her number Mm. but then her (laughs) cousin would answer the phone and I knew her cousin's name. And so, like, her, she was, like, trying to say shit to me. And I would hang up on her because I was just like, who? I don't know you, bitch. <laughs> like, I, just, I do not know who you are. And she would call back and my mom would be like, Ashley, here's the phone. And she's like, it's Brittany. And I'm like, it's not Brittany. <laughs> I was like, it's not. But I remember having, like, one of my friends in seventh grade was going out with this guy and I think she had called his house too many times. Oh, Lord. And so she called me to call him so that she wouldn't get in trouble for calling him. I was just like, I am not in your relationship. I think I did it once, and then she tried to get me to do it again. And I was like, I am not in y'all's relationship. I don't know nothing about it. Please leave me alone. Oh no! Yeah, dumb shit like that. Just stupid, stupid, silly shit like that. Like, oh god, oh my god! I remember one time she wanted me to like break up with her boyfriend for her, and I was like, if you don't grow some balls, boy, <laughs> you don't want to talk to him no more. I'm like, we're twelve, like twelve and thirteen, like just it, what? <laughs> Even at that age, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Good for you. Girl, and also I was like, he's, like, I was friends with this person before they had started going out. Like, we were class, like, I think we sat next to try like, in math class or something. So I was like, I'm not gonna tell him that. Just fucking go up and say it. I was like, y'all gotta grow some balls here. I don't understand. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, that three-way calling, I've definitely gotten in trouble. Not talking about anybody, any of my friends, but like, you know, sometimes the phone don't hang up. Ah! And that was an interesting day. <laughs> that was an interesting day at my house. <laughs> but I just thought that was so... I don't think... That would never... Well, would it happen? No, it would be like a group chat, wouldn't it? Um, or screenshots. Eat screenshots, probably. Screenshots would be the... In a like, separate group chat that would without be the you. devil. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. 
Definitely. Separate group chat without you. Multiple group chats without the particular person. I know that has to be causing some drama for the youth. Mm -hmm. That has to be. Because everything's so documented. Yeah. I think, too, like, some things, like we said, didn't age. But I think some things that, like, like, the situations that they would highlight between girls were so relatable that you're like oh shit i remember doing stuff like that oh shit i remember that happened to me yes but i guess we can start moving into like things we did like um do you want to go first things i didn't like oh god that one line what did she say it's it's Tina Fey's character, Miss Norberry, which we haven't really talked about, like, any of this, like, specific characters, I guess, besides, like, the plastics. Um, but Miss Norberry's, like, their teacher. Um, she's specifically their, what, their math teacher. And she's, she's, she's realizing things about Katie that she don't realize. And Katie starts this rumor about her in the burn book. And because <laughs> she was trying to get Katie to, you know, take responsibility for herself because Katie was you know, overly concerned with the plastics and overly concerned with Aaron Samuels and getting a boyfriend and all this shit. So when they have their big, like, kumbaya session and she's just like, you know, you girls don't have to do this. Like, she's like, you gotta stop calling, stop calling each other sluts and whores. It only makes it okay for guys to call you sluts and whores. To me, it pushes the responsibility to girls like how men treat girls on to girls rather than on to the men mm-hmm. like why like if i say something to somebody else that's like mean or whatever and then some dude comes around and starts saying shit to me and being mean that's and then but it's my fault Mm-hmm. that the guy decided to talk shit or be rude or be disrespectful or abusive or whatever. Like, it just... The way it's framed... The way it's phrased is just not... It doesn't sit well with me because men are kind of going to do stupid shit anyway. So it's kind of almost like, oh, why don't you have, like, some self-respect for yourself? Like, because, like... If you don't have any self-respect for yourself, men won't have self-respect or any respect for you. And I'm just like, do men automatically have respect for women anyway, <laughs> regardless of if you have respect for yourself or not? Like perceived respect for yourself? Not really. And I think the line at one point was, you've got to ca- stop calling each other sluts and whores. It's just bad for business, which sounds weird. <laughs> That was like in the featurette. I don't know when they changed it or why they changed it, but I'm just like, oh, I don't like that at all. Ultimately, I think what really bothered me about the line um, was basically there was no sort of acknowledgement um, or, or you know, discussion of the influence of the patriarchy at any point in this movie. You know, the whole, you know, you can't call yourselves sluts and whores because it only makes it okay for guys to call you sluts and whores doesn't acknowledge anything of of how guy world would operate and how you know certain behaviors and certain um you know slurs and and violence are treated 
or sorry are encouraged um within like guy world and and how that could spill over into girl world right now most of the interactions are through a romantic setting and yes of course this is about high school students this is also in 2004 um we weren't talking about feminism in a nuanced way. We weren't even talking about feminism in a mainstream way. There was really no solid, like, mainstream context for this. So, I'm, you know, of course I can't, like, go back in time and tell them, like, (laughs) rewrite this. But I think that would have sort of put or set this movie apart and acknowledging that fact because as it stands right now, the line kind of puts it all in the girl's corner to, like, you know, if you if you stop calling each other names and, you know, act like ladies, then, of course, like men will respect you more. And and of course, we all know by now or that that's not exactly true. And there's a lot of, you know, extraneous factors that aren't really brought up. And, you know, of course, it's a movie. They don't you know, it's not a documentary. It's not some investigative report. But I think it would have been interesting to see what Tina Fey had to say on the subject. This movie is kind of rife with, like, internalized misogyny. Yes, that's what it feels like. That's that's the that's the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> um, Like, you get it a lot. And I feel like we are experiencing this entire movie through the lens of Katie because she is our protagonist. And also the movie is narrated by her. Yeah. Um, and so we're ex- the movie's from her perspective. So she's talking about her day to day experiences at this um, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one of the the scenes that really puts this like into perspective is like the Halloween scene, because if Katie wasn't raised in America, like. America and like this is her first Halloween party like how would she have the idea that Halloween is the time for women to dress like sluts and nobody could say anything about it like oh, so that whole thing is just raggedy <laughs> yeah like where would you get that from if this is like your first Halloween party like your first traditional Halloween party and why would you say that? Like, where would you get it from? Yeah, she wouldn't have really been like, I guess I've been like a later. I mean, if we're talking about this from like a later point of view, like if she's narrating this from like the future or whatever, and she's kind of telling this story, then I guess it'd be like from her time in the plastics, but she would refer to it as like dressing like a slut or something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you just learned a lesson. Yeah, like, you shouldn't just, like, even, well, like, two lessons, I guess, like, um, this is the one time you can be, like, sexual for any reason, this is one time a year, and also, if you aren't dressing, like, a sexualized, if you, like, if your costume isn't skimpy or whatever, then, like, nobody's gonna, everybody's gonna think you're weird. Yeah, like. Or worse. That way, I'm saying, like, with her narrating from the future, if we get to the the scene where Miss Norberry is talking, we learn the lesson that we shouldn't refer to ourselves as sluts and whores. So if she goes back to this particular scene, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... <sighs> 
the language in this movie is just like I don't know. It it is internal like the the girls talk to each other very derogatory and not mm-hmm. a way that's fun. Yeah. And it's not And I I don't know how to say it cuz it's not like that's my bitch kind of way. <laughs> Which, no. You no, know, you would say bitch like in a like that's my bitch, but not in a way that I'm like, "Oh, you bitch." <laughs> yeah. And the it's just not like that. Yeah, it's I don't know. It mm-hmm. Which I guess that was a trend back then. I remember like my my roller derby team, like one of the girls would always call her by like a slut or something like that, but she was kind of saying it jokingly, but I was like, or a whore. And I was like, this is so white. <laughs> because I would never sit there and call you like, ooh, you skanky bitch. <laughs> I don't even know it would be like the black equivalent. Um, oh, I guess ho, like, but we call things hoes down here. Like, anything could be a ho. I mean, yeah, I understand that. So, I get like, that. <laughs> but I don't know. That was just, oh, yeah, the language is, is kind of, I guess it's true to life, but then. At least that I true to life at that point in time. But uh, yeah, I guess hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate what you're trying to articulate at the same time. So like what I'm saying is so like at the end, like if we get to the point where Katie's learning a lesson, like don't call other women sluts and whores because that gives men rights to call you sluts and whores. And she's like narrating from the future then we go back to the Halloween party and Halloween is the only time, like she's using the same language. And it's like, girl, you just learned, you learned this lesson. So like, that's what I was saying from, I feel like the narration is just like an active narration, maybe. But that's what I was saying. But it, it, the movie is right with, um internalized misogyny like that's just what it is and I feel like that's just a characteristic of movies at the time and Mm. I feel like that's just what comedy women-centric comedy was until shit very very recently yeah (laughs) extremely recently shit may is it book smart no it's not book smart it's gonna gonna be like uh, I, I was, was gonna say, say cock block. What's the blockers? Like, oh, I still haven't seen that. I have no. I like black blockers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think the thing people would probably reach for first would be book smart, but then maybe also would it be bridesmaids? Um, I rewatched bridesmaids. I haven't seen bridesmaids in a minute. Like a cup. I watched half of it because it's long, bro. It is um, really long. What? And I was so like, long. I got, nah, it's an I got hour and a take half care of myself. Movie stressed out until like two hours, like fifteen minutes. <laughs> I had to tap out, took a nap. Um, <laughs> I I gotta think about it. I don't think it's 
too bad, but it's definitely different than the comedy. Ooh, you know what movie that is actually bad? Like starting that trend surprisingly, and it's Neighbors too. Oh really? It's Sorority Rising. It's all movies I have not seen. I would say Neighbors Two is actually, if I can remember it, which girl y'all. Don't take my word on it because you know my brain. Neighbors 2 was surprisingly more progressive than what I thought it would be mm-hmm. given what na- Neighbors was. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, internalized misogyny, I think, is very... That's probably... The word I've been wanting to use this entire time to describe a lot of situations. <laughs> um, another uh, one thing I didn't like, I don't know how I feel about it, is like sometimes like you are listening to these jokes and you have to remember like this movie is written by a white woman. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Like, like. Tim, you have Tim Meadows, Saturday Night alum, Tim Meadows as the principal. Um, and like the Anthony thing. Oh, yeah. I, I felt mad like that his son, his what, nephew's nephew name was Anthony? Anthony? Instead of Anthony? Yeah, and I felt like that was a little like fucked up. Who and it, she, I wonder if she wrote that or if he wrote that. And that's what I was like, I'm wondering, but it also kind of reminds me of like, 30 Rock jokes? I do not. You know what's so weird? I watched all of 30 Rock and I barely remember any of it. It's been a long time though. Like 30 Rock. You did or you don't? I do. Like 30 Rock from when I rewatched. I watched it while it aired and then I rewatched it like maybe 2013. I like Kenneth the Page. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Do not go down that road. I can't. That. That goddamn Davlin. Hi, Davlin. God. Goddamn Davlin. <laughs> we watched Thirty Rock. Damn it. But I'm not gonna get into that. But um, and like some of those jokes were a little like, uh, what are we doing here? Um. A lot of those jokes were, what are we doing here? I totally can't remember. Although, you know, it's funny. Her intern on 30 Rock. You know. Was one Donald Glover. Who wrote and created, like, helped develop Kenneth the Page. And also was apparently working for Scraps. <laughs> yeah. And Tina Fey knew that shit. And she's like, I am so happy that you're basically working for me for free. And I was like, oh, okay, I see. This is very, like, landlord tendencies. <laughs> I mean, eventually she was on one of his songs, so, hey, whatever. I mean, he don't care, but also, like, is he the best judge of anything? Probably not. Yeah, you know. Probably not, so. <laughs> right. He, I, I just thought about his secret Tumblr. And yeah, like, that weird shit. Yes, yes, the weird fucking, yes, I will never see it for him again. <laughs> His weird Tumblr page. The weird Tumblr with, where he was pretending to be like a Japanese schoolgirl or something. Like, that's not normal behavior. 
<laughs> he was like cos internet cosplaying as like a Japanese schoolgirl. And his uh, whole thing is like super kawaii and like fucking like gifts and sh- girl, what on earth? <laughs> if I ever find that link again, bitch. But back to Tina Faye, because we were talking about Tina Faye. <laughs> Somehow we ended up on another Don Glover tangent and I hate it. It related. No, we no, we're gonna ban him. I'm gonna ban him from discussion. <laughs> Unless we watch uh, Guava Island, which I will die before I watch that. Oh, but- <laughs> I'm going to post my favorite. No. So, <laughs> I, I, uh, the thing about part of this movie that I never noticed before, which is like, Katie's from Africa, but we don't know where she is from Africa. She's from Africa. What do you mean? Africa, the state. <laughs> yes, she's from Africa, Ashley Duh. She's uh, from what, Africa. What did Jesus used to say on on one of the old 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 podcasts? He used to say Africa City Africa. She's from Africa. Duh, Jumbo. She's from Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> Jumbo. 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 I bitch. sound like a- Angela from fucking Ninety Day Girl, Angela. Never mind. Let's not. So- <laughs> Jumbo. She no. just ran- walked into a random black person and started like talking to him. Well, also too, like her her character in it, like Miss Norberry's character, when they hear like there's a student from Africa, we ah! gotta fucking figure out, let's figure out where she's like, oh, welcome to the like one black girl in the class, and the girl's like, I'm from Michigan, <laughs> like you never notice this girl. I mean, I know there's a lot of students. I can't be like holding teachers to like remember every student's ever passed <laughs> their eyesight ever, but I was like, damn. She just saw them calorie shells and we're like, oh yeah, okay, you over there. Mm. And so I think she, Tina said that the like making Katie be from Africa was actually like a studio note because I think she was just like a regular ass American homeschool girl who just had never gone to like a regular school or whatever. But that kind of didn't make sense because you would have interacted with other kids in some capacity like so they made it so i guess she decided to change it to like africa probably because i guess that lends itself to not talking to other people which is weird because there's people in schools (laughs) in africa (laughs) and also social hierarchies and oh god (laughs) because the only way she can relate to anything is like the jungle oh. and that's also partially from Rosalind because she's like like Rosalind Wiseman the, the one the woman who wrote the book so um like Queen Bees and Wannabes so Rosalind told Tina like oh have you ever been to the mall like you should go one day and just like observe and it kind of is like like almost like kind of like a jungle kind of like how people like interact and stuff like that and so I guess Tina took that and kind of meshed them together, but I'm just like, I was thinking, of per- like, apparently the only person she'd ever met in Africa was the boy that blew her off when she was five. Ugh. And that was the only person she'd ever talked to <laughs> that wasn't Besides her parents. Besides her parents. I don't understand. Like, how is that even possible that she would have never talked to any other person? 
Like, they just act like they just had her in the wilderness. <laughs> I was like, I feel like there are people in many places in Africa. Like, your parents didn't talk to anybody? That didn't make no sense to me. Like, that was the first time I actually, like, sat there and, like, thought about it. And I was like, because, you know, people, people will call out people now, like, media and stuff are just kind of generally referring to Africa because Africa is a huge continent. Oh, like, <laughs> the diversity in Africa is, is something that most people cannot comprehend because people kind of think of it in very, like, narrow terms. And yes, this is a comedy, so there's not a lot of time to, like, explore, like, the socio-ecological, <laughs> economic, like, differences between different groups of people in Africa and, you know, just how many, how many different languages are spoken just in, like, certain countries alone. I get that part, but I'm like, you couldn't give her, like, one little, like, country? She ain't had time for that. That would have uh, involved... Did Google exist? Yeah. <laughs> Google did exist. <laughs> like, Google or oh, going to a library, opening up a book. Asking Jeeves. Ooh, going to Alta Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, search engines did exist. So, I don't know. That's just like a nitpicky. I don't know if it's nitpicky, but also... You could do better. She could have done better. Yeah. It would have given it would have given her some more backstory, a little bit more. Yeah. Like it would have given Katie some, a little bit. Like we would have to get the whole like story or whatever. But I. But it did lend to Karen asking why she was white. It did, and sometimes you. <laughs> You know what the answer is, Karen? It's colonization. <laughs> she could have been from. <laughs> she could have lived in like South Africa. That could have opened up a whole can of worms that Miss Faye was not ready for. Explaining apartheid to fucking Karen. <laughs> I would have. I wanted to. I would have paid to see that. Did Katie have the range to explain apartheid to people? Probably not. She's smart, no. but. Come on. It, it will still be in Lindsay Lohan at the end of the day, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't think so. We even even talked about that fall from grace. God bless. Okay, this is one thing that I didn't like about the movie. And we kind of mentioned it. I'm going to go with the first thing that I didn't like and then kind of piggyback on something you said earlier that you okay. didn't like. Okay. Um, I didn't like um, preying on underage girls. Oh, Coach Carr. Um, so you got like I like at the climax of the film, you know they have the burn book where um it was introduced earlier in the film where they would they had spent probably years writing mean things about other girls in their class. Mm -hmm. Um, well when Katie ascends to the top of the social hierarchy and um Regina's dethroned she gets pissed and wants revenge. So she decides to make copies of the burn book and disseminates it throughout the school mm -hmm. and all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the secrets in the burn book is that the coach car is hooking up, quote unquote, literally preying on underage kids, um, two students in the class. Um, and this is a joke. 
Um, I forgot that happened. Did you really? I did because like all I remember from the gym coach was like, um, don't have sex or you'll die. And he spelled committee with a K. Yeah. God. That's all I remember. And I forgot about this. And I was like, what? Like this is a joke, but it's not funny because it happens. Like we like in my high school, we had a gym teacher who kept commenting on how hot Hillary Duff was. And good grief. (laughs) Yeah. Like Hillary Duff is so hot. Like you're an adult man. You're commenting on how hot Hillary Duff is. Hillary Duff is the same age as your students. Yeah. Hillary Duff is not that old. She's only 32. Yeah. Like you're telling a bunch of, what what year was that like ninth tenth graders that you think a fellow ninth or tenth grader is hot ew and also like there was another teacher who had who was praying and was i don't want to call it a relationship because it was abuse in uh abusing a child and fled the uh, country when it was found out. Oh my god! So like, this isn't funny. Like, it's not funny. Like, it's not funny. Yeah, I. Mm, yeah, they. I guess they definitely did play it for laughs. Although not as like too bad of a laugh. Like it wasn't. It was like coach car step goodness. away from the underage girl. Like yeah. Then he ran away and just like, oh shit. Which now you know that you're old enough to realize that's pretty fucking serious for yes. for something to be in a movie. And it's like that's 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 not something to laugh at, although it happens quite frequently because I totally remembered uh I don't know what he was the coach of, but we had a coach in my school that had like, I guess, abused underage girls and I feel like it was common knowledge although I don't know how I knew this because I didn't even have this man as a teacher but he was like a very popular most of the coaches are usually popular teachers because they're not like all super like uptight about shit most of the time which is a problem and then also he was like one of our only like black teachers in my junior high and our high school, because I think he ended up transferring to our high school. Like, it wasn't very far. Like, they're right by each other. But, um, yeah, that totally blew up when I was in college. Like, somebody told. I don't know, like, under what circumstances. Um, I don't know where he he lives. But it's actually on our... <laughs> oh, my God, it's not funny. This is actually on our high school's Wikipedia. Ah, yeah ciao it's so common though it just doesn't make any sense that's such a common trope in so many like teen things that I didn't realize was a thing until I was like older and it was just like why I definitely looked at that whole like situation as like yike which I guess in this movie wouldn't have any room for like a serious moment um yeah yeah, like just omit like omit that part because like it didn't add to the story it didn't although he was like a fucking idiot 
Yeah, like you could have left him as like the goofy coach. You didn't need that extra shit. Yeah. Because like, that, well, they mm-mm. never figured out where he went either. Which is no. Awesome. Oh God, <laughs> you fled the country. Yeah. Yikes. Ew. 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 And uh, also, I didn't like, as you mentioned, um, the the homophobia. I don't think it was played for laughs, which is a good thing. I think it's played as like a traumatic part of like these girls' lives. Yeah. Um, I feel like if it wasn't played as like a like something that was serious or something that was fucked up, then it would be kind of like, what what are we doing here? <laughs> but um yeah, for some reason, well, yeah, no. I think we did mention this last episode. For some reason, every, like, Heather's, Jawbreaker, and this movie especially, like, have a string of, like, homophobia through them. But this part, I feel like the homophobia in this movie is, like, kind of sad. Like, extremely and, sad. And, um, what's baby girl name? Janice? Yeah, wait, I... Uh... My brain went, ooh. Um, Janice doesn't want to talk about it. Like, because that is exactly like, it's such a traumatic event. And then the way that Regina just like, and then can you believe? And every time that Damien tries to even like tiptoe around what happened, she just cuts her off. And like the contrast between the events, like when you kind of see get a picture of what happens it's like oh 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 yeah although i wish i kind of wish that janice had been able to tell her side i mean she kind of did when they did the whole like you know event and tell each other like make your apologies and make your amends kind of part of the movie like that scene um but she didn't really like go into the whole like details and stuff like we get the details from regina but then you can kind of guess piece that together like with janice feeling pretty awful and like not willing to talk about it like how bad it was for her because it's like your entire like all the girls in your school turned against you for something and because your your friend was so (laughs) self-absorbed and so concerned with a boy named girl named kyle don't trust no Kyle, y'all. Don't trust no Kyle. We don't trust any Kyle. Sorry if you're a Kyle listening to this. We just can't be involved. <laughs> you're going to have to go by your middle name like DeMarcus or something. <laughs> Kyle DeMarcus. <laughs> Sam Whiteout wishes. <laughs> God, let me stop mentioning that man. So... <laughs> you gonna summon him and gonna shimmy into your room at night like a fucking poltergeist bitch <laughs> god. oh god uh, I yeah I I, I actually kind of like that scene now because it kind of just showed how like entirely self absorbed and narcissistic that um that Regina was. Yeah. 
Cause like, I feel like at that, like when I was younger, like I feel like, oh, that's fucked up. But like, I didn't realize like the gravity of that situation and how they can like ruin you as like a like a young person. Um, she had no friends. Like, none, yeah, no one to, you to drop talk out of about. School. That's the thing too. When Katie tried to do like, oh yeah, Damien's almost too gay to function. Like that's not for your. That's not a joke for you to make, sweetie. No, that's not your joke. I'm so sorry. Like I know you want to play, you can't. And I know this is when she was still, you know, fresh from Africa City, Africa, <laughs> and she didn't get with the, you know, how things work and stuff. But like that's not for you to be making jokes like this, sweet ma'am. Oh, bless her, <laughs> bless her. Hurts. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? The makeover. Oh. Which is the whole point of the <laughs> <laughs> This whole point. We didn't talk about makeover, which they really didn't have like a real makeover thing. It just became over time Katie started dressing a little better. Cause what? I mean at she first. She dressed badly. She just didn't dress like anything like to write home about. And she didn't she... dress with any sort of fashion consciousness. She was dressed like a janitor from Scrubs. Oh, my God. Oh, her dad. <laughs> uh-huh. And then she was dressed in the only pink item that she owned, which she didn't own. She brought from Damien. Yeah. And then she got... Extra, extra large shirt. She got better. She got better. Yeah, I mean, like, over time, her outfit started getting... You like, you know, she started wearing pink, and she's, you know, doing her hair different ways and stuff like that and put on makeup. And they have, like, one moment, like, in the middle of, like, was this before or after she cracked Gretchen? Maybe before she cracked Gretchen. But, like, um, like when they sit her down and they start doing her hair and stuff and she's wearing, like, mini skirts now. And, of course, they had the big, like, walk down the hall scene, which, of course, you have to have. Um, even though she still kind of looked a little out of place. And she <laughs> fell in that garbage can? Why did she fall in the garbage can? Nobody helped her up. <laughs> Cause she was looking at Aaron Samuels. You know, this, see, this is a, this is a lesson. This is a. It be lesson. like that sometimes. <laughs> Stop looking at people. <laughs> I mean, I've walked into it. I mean, it's okay. Let it. A out. door before. My friend walked into a glass uh, door, thinking it. No, she walked into a window, thinking it was a, <laughs> the door to a porch. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was only us two. In the house, but um, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> but she walked clean into that bitch. <laughs> I don't know what else to mention, really. I feel I, like the I don't. I have one more thing that I want to talk about. Okay. And I feel like the 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 last thing we maybe should talk about is like <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yes. Sweet so, This, I feel like this is the movie that kind of pushed Lindsay Lohan, like, up there. Yeah, it was. This is Lindsay Lohan's, like, starring role. Because she did that Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. I and don't that was, watch. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen that? I don't like... Um, switcheroo movies, they kind of give me, like, terrible, like, I'm not even kidding. I do not like switcheroo. Anything, like, stolen identities, 
that type of shit. Oh, we're confused because uh, no, I can't. <laughs> so I've never seen that movie. You can't watch Hot Chick? I've never seen the Hot Chick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, any of that stuff. Like, like, what is it? Be the closest be like Shallow Howl or something, which I haven't seen since I was like a teenager, but I don't like any of that stuff. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like when people aren't straight with other people, like straightforward. And I'm just like, this is an easily fixable situation. If somebody would just tell the truth. Um, but yeah, so no, I have not. But I know what you're talking about. Like I, like this movie, um, she had done Freaky Friday. I think up until Mean Girls, you kind of knew her from The Parent Trap, which I have seen. And I've seen the original. I've seen both. That's about my threshold. <laughs> Is that shit right there? And she also did like, was it wait? That might be after or before. Let me look. Confessions of a teenage a teenage queen. drama queen. She also did was just my luck before this no, or it was after, after this. Confessions of a teenage drama queen came out like the same year as Mean Girls, but it came out like a couple months before. Oh, oh, but like, have you like life size and gl- get a clue and all that shit? Oh my god, life size. Well, yeah, because she was like a Disney star. Mm-hmm. And I think she was probably not the first to sort of transition, maybe, but she was one of the earlier ones, like before like Hannah Montana and, and all of that really took over and how they kind of made all that money. This isn't back when Disney Channel original, original movies were like, like cool. <laughs> Like a lot of people would watch them. Now they're just kind of like, let's just throw any old girl who can kind of sort of sing. Let's put them into these little little movies. But I think, yeah, she was kind of in the Disney machine before it really became like the Disney Disney machine. Well, the Disney machine been around for a long time because that's where had, Kurt Russell came from. we realized how much of a machine it was. Because I don't think I realized like this is like... Like, ew, because, you know, you got on the show, somehow you could hold like a tiny bit of a note. So let's put you in the studio of Hollywood Records, get that album out. <laughs> they was, they was working it. Let's get the movie. Don't say nothing about sex. You don't have sex. You don't do none of that shit. <laughs> like, and that's why she was cast as like Katie instead of Regina, because she read as for Red, for Regina, but she felt like that would go against her image she was trying to cultivate, which I never thought of her like that. I never thought of her as like the good girl. I just thought of her as the girl in the fucking the red hair girl. That was the twins. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I never realized she had like an image at the time. That's that. she was trying to get one. Like, that's what Disney does. And this like kind of helped perpetuate that. Mm. Um, but she really <sighs> bless her. Um, yeah. for the longest time, I really wanted her to have like a Robert Downey Jr. comeback. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen no. because okay, this y'all. I know I learned a lesson. I know I learned a lesson from watching Mean Girls because I watched the end of Mean Girls at the Mathletes competition. 
<laughs> okay. All right. I I got the I got the lesson. And honestly, when I was younger, that was a lesson that I used a lot. I I learned that lesson. Okay. But even though I like root for Lindsay Lohan, like I really want I wanted her. I'm using past tense because I realized something with what I'm about to say. Um, I wanted her at a certain point in time. That point in time was what? Mm, 2011, maybe? Oh, um, damn, you, hung, you, hold, you held on. You held I, maybe on. Maybe I wanted her to have like that Robert Downey Jr. comeback where... <sighs> She could just re like just come back and just do her thing, but I realized the major difference between Lindsay Lohan and Robert Downey Jr. was that one of them had talent, and that's why they were able to come back and do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some child actors were good as child actors. But they can't make the transition because they reach the limitations of their acting skills. And Lindsay Lohan might have reached the limitations of her abilities as an actress, which is not necessarily a bad thing if she finds her lane. And her lane might be like on Sci-Fi Network or Lifetime. I don't know about that one. Like Lifetime, she could do more Liz and Dick. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Let's not release that hell onto everybody else. Um, but... <laughs> I'm so upset when you said that. Oh, my God. In the... She was in Machete? Yeah, she was in Machete. I didn't know she was in the Machete. Interesting. But so, I like... like... I feel like I've only seen Machete Kills. Maybe that's why. It's two of them? Yeah, there's a Machete and there's a Machete Kills. Did you um, know Machete is related to the damn Spy Kids? Yeah, that's by the same guy. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Like, I've never seen Spy Kids though, so I didn't know Machete was their damn uncle or some shit. I mean, that's a Robert Rodriguez thing. Like he, um, kind of will cast the same people, kind of like um, Quentin. He'll work with the same people or whatever, and apparently he just loves Danny Trejo. And honestly, how could you not? But yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know about Spy Kids, but I also don't do Spy Kids. But like, <laughs> I, I had know, little like, cousins, bro. When you babysit, when you babysit, you watch a lot of stuff. Oh my god, I'm bro. Yeah, I never had to babysit, so yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about. I don't think she's a bad actress have you seen liz and dick i have not seen liz and dick however okay i think her personal life is a continued source of distraction <laughs> to the point kidnap where she attempted kidnapping is affecting her i mean like first of all i would not have picked i don't know if liz and dick was supposed to be like like a real movie i think the canyons was the real movie what was the canyons? Uh, the canyons was a Paul Schrader erotic thriller. Oh, Paul! <laughs> oh no, Brett Easton Ellis. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Girl, not James Dean. Lindsay, yep. bitch. It made his mm-hmm. money back. <laughs> 
Ew. Girl, why would you think this is a good idea? You've seen this movie, haven't you? Please respect my privacy. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, God, Brittany. God damn you. Okay. Like, <laughs> we got to talk. We got to talk after this, girl. Um, Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say she's a bad actress necessarily. However, I just don't think she is focused on what she needs to be focused on. I don't really know what she's doing. Like, she seems to be all over the place with her general, like, movie choices um, and, like, business choices. Like, why does she have that little funky little show on MTV or whatever? And I'm not trying to be, like, too hard on her because, like, like, I could see that coming from, like, a mile away at, like, my young age. I was like, this is going to be bad. And the moment I knew, which is kind of, like, nobody hate me, but, like, when she dyed her hair blonde, I was like, oh, this is a transformation into something that's not going to end well. And I knew, like... She was so young, too, when this all happened. She was only 17. Like, she wasn't even old enough to really be dealing with all this shit. And, of course, her parents are kind of raggedy from what I've heard. Yes. Like, she didn't get any help there. And then it's just been, like, nonstop. It was, like, nonstop for, like, I don't know, like, almost a decade of just, like, chaos. And people thought it was kind of, like, I feel like she was, like, one of the first memes Honestly, because people are just like, oh, my God, Lindsay, I'm so obsessed with what she's going to do next. I'm like, she's going through it, y'all. <laughs> like, this is it. So I'm to laugh at. I'm like, because I don't think I even realized how much shit she was going through or like how much trouble she would be in. Because at one point, I was just kind of like, it's she was happening. feuding with Hillary Duff. That was girl over Aaron fucking Carter. <laughs> that was the and he, first see. Mess. And he going, he's currently going through it now. And he was dating both of them at the same time. Mm. So, I mean, y'all should have, t- you should have teamed up. See, this is before Mean Girls happened. So, like, now, I mean, you know, you would hope you would learn these lessons <laughs> after that movie. But I don't know. But I remember that. Remember he had the fucking Lizzie McGuire Christmas episode? Like, that's off topic. But remember that shit? And he's like, Merry Christmas, Lizzie McGuire. And they kissed. That was, like, a big deal. For television. <laughs> for Disney television. That's why I know the lyrics to I put it in the hoop like slam. Is that why you know? Are you sure that's the only reason why you know? Yeah, it used to come on Disney. Ch- yes, they used to play that video and they used to play Sammy's I Like It oh. on Disney Channel. I feel like with both, like I, we brought up Aaron Carter, but with Lindsay Lohan and Aaron Carter and other child actors, I feel like there needs to be something in place to, I don't know how to do it because you got a lot of parents managing their children, but there needs to be something in place to, especially like I think of my girl Drew Barrymore, but you, there needs to be something in place to protect these kids from exploitation and abuse. Because, yes. like, it, it happens to a lot of them. Like, they work so hard when they're young, and then they reach a certain point where they have a lot of issues, and yes. we see it. And sometimes they are able to get through it, 
and sometimes they don't and we see the long-term like we see the long-term effects and results of it um think about the Corys. like i i don't know how old like our listeners are but yeah you might be <laughs> yeah like i'm i like pop culture so i used to watch a lot of like e so like Corey feldman and Corey haim yes. yeah they they went through it yeah they did um I'm trying to think of the actor that I read an article about and I'm like scrolling through um, like my saved articles. I cannot remember what his name was. It, I don't think, I mean, it might have been Brad Renfro. Yeah, Brad Renfro. But Edward there was another one. There's another one I'm thinking of too and I cannot remember. But I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was Brad Renfro. But like he was going through a lot and he was like not like pre- like properly supervised and people just let them run wild and like people couldn't really like step in it was Brad Winfrey there was like a BuzzFeed news news article about him maybe like last year or something and and there was also the thing with like his like the schooling and stuff because the teachers were kind of realizing but then they were like no rules in place like it's a whole complicated thing but like let's let's just you know Call it for what it is. Hollywood is very exploitative. It's there to make money. People can talk about, oh, we want to tell stories and blah, blah, blah. But the point is to make fucking money. Don't play yourselves and don't ever forget it. And that's why so many people get chewed up and spit out and are like on top of the world one day and then the laughing stock of, I don't know, fucking whatever new gossip blog that's on <laughs> online now. And, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of redemption and there's not a lot of empathy for them because, you know, you're rich and so you could do whatever. But like, honestly, a lot of these kids too, like they don't grow up in normal circumstances. Like when they're on their own, they just get to wilding the fuck out. And you, I'm thinking about like the new babies, like think about Millie Bobby. I keep wanting to call her Millie Bobby, um, Billy. Because I was watching Rice and Simpsons, but Millie Bobby Brown and all the babies from like Stranger Things and yeah. it, like, it. Yeah. Leave them kids alone. <laughs> it seems like they have like good parental supports. Yeah. I don't know about Millie, but like the rest of them pretty seem pretty tight with their parents. Yeah. I feel some. Uh, I don't know how I feel about what's going on with Millie, but. Her, her. I feel like her parents should let her be a preteen. Um, but that's also not my business. Um, but there are so many examples of what could go right and what could go wrong in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and you just gotta be on your toes always. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of. I don't think anybody can prepare themselves for that level of fame, of fame so young. and attention and, and men making comments on your body. Cause they like when, remember when Lindsay was on Saturday Night Live and they had that whole like Harry Potter sketch and she had like her titties all out <laughs> about then, her boobs. Yes. There was all these comments. Like the whole joke of the whole thing was like her boobs and like, Oh, Hermione got like Hermione hit puberty <laughs> this year. And I was like, 
those movies weren't even done yet. Like, <laughs> both them actresses were super young at the time. Emma Watson was way younger than her at the time, actually. And so, like, like it's so creepy to think about. So, I don't know. Like, <sighs> it's kind of a weird situation because, like, I don't really be feeling bad for rich people that much. But, like, also, like, like just going over all that shit and, and nobody sort of stepping in and be like, rein it in. Just, like, you know, nobody was really there for, like, her well-being, I feel like. And, and part of that is, like, the choices she was making. Part of it is because she was, like, uh, like heavily, heavily, like, in a substance abuse and drinking and, and that kind of thing. And so... I don't know. I I mean to like bring it all all the way back to what you were talking about. I I I would be interested cuz she's not that old either. It's not like she's like you know, like not being like you couldn't cast her in something. Um, but I don't think people take her They're not going to take seriously, her seriously anymore. And also some of her like some of these some of these choices are not good as far as films go and I know some of it's like people like some of it is her own behavior working against her because she's not um people have said like oh she's not bankable or she's not insurable which is also something I guess that's not like people don't really mention a lot it's like people you know People are kind of, it's not, it's more than just your like box office draw. There's like other things. So yeah, man, I don't know if she's ever going to make it pop. She needs to stop doing these weird ass fucking reality shows. I know that much. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I might renew my hope for her comeback. You know what, babe? If you come back, Lindsay Lohan, I want to see it. If you and a Sharknado like movie, and you if you are the next Velasa Pastor or Velasa Reverend, I hate you. I will watch that. Okay, oh, I will watch it. Jeez, apparently she's okay. coming out with another album. Oh no. Okay, but uh, uh-uh, that's but, not the kind of comeback. <laughs> that the song I like. is called Xanax, and I'm like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you should not. Mm mm. The street's not begging for new music, okay? I don't... People really liked her album. I didn't really understand. I always get really suspicious when people... When, like, actors and actresses, like, put out albums, like, right after they have a hit. That's, like, such a Disney thing that, like, it made me so suspicious. I mean, the only person I'm like, okay, you can do that is, like, Hilary Duff. I mean, but Party in the USA slaps, though. Oh, God. So I put my hands up to play my song. No one has my way. Not in my head like, yeah. in my hands like, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. And I don't want to say banger. It's got some bangers. (laughs) (laughs) I It's illegal for me to say bangers had bangers, but... I'm pitching that outside back clearly when you said that. <laughs> Off record, bangers had bangers, but y'all didn't hear that from me. I mean, yeah, all these kids like on the Disney Channel, because after Hilary Duff put out that album, she went like triple platinum and then all these, it just basically became like a thing. Like you had to put out an album after being successful at this one thing. And people really liked them. But I was like, I didn't. 
I <sighs> when she was singing in Mean Girls, I was like, oh, this is clearly what inspired someone to tell her she should make an album. And could nary a person on that stage dance, and it was awkward. And like, them boots were awkward though. Them and but that was the the square, the weird like fine square toed boot. <laughs> it was just hideous. Like everything is hideous. It was pointy covered, and square. Do you know she covered Edge of Seventeen? No, don't do that. Albums? No, Mm-mm, she did not. Second album. She didn't, so it's fine. <laughs> also, she covered a song by Cheap Trick. She did not. <laughs> That's fine. Like I'm, I'm okay with you believing she did. So, <sighs> I feel like Wikipedia has a very good quality control. I mean, sometimes it doesn't, but most times it does. I'm sorry, it's man. fine if you believe that. Because I refuse. <laughs> That's not this my shit reality. Went gold, man. When albums still went gold. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, chop. So, I mean, hey. This mm. shit D plus. Okay. <laughs> we should go into like, did we like this movie and all that other stuff? Would you recommend it? Okay. I feel like I would. I don't really have a good, like, enough um, reasoning other than the fact that it's probably one of the few movies that takes all the tropes and all the things we're used to seeing in teen comedies and actually analyzing them and, like, assigning some sort of reasoning to why things are the way they are in this movie and and usually you get like a you know like this is the jocks and these are the popular kids and here are the sort of outcasts over here and blah, blah. like there's not really a whole explanation it's just kind of like that's the way things are but I feel like it gives some sort of um like backstory to the whole thing and reasoning although like it might not be like the best reasoning at all times (laughs) but um it does a lot more and I don't think there's a whole lot of movies that do it that aren't in like in sort of like a cynical kind of way like this doesn't feel cynical like she's this is definitely her learning as she goes um and so and the messages aren't always the best sometimes like we said there's a lot of like well not sometimes a lot of times this movie there's a lot of internalized misogyny um but I would hope people nowadays could probably recognize that for what it is and then not take it too like don't don't take that as a thing you should do <laughs> in any sort of way um but I mean it's still it's it's a nice it's a nice teen movie that I don't think that you could easily replicate. I don't know why they're doing a musical. We never talked about that. I don't think uh, we discuss that. We <laughs> don't need it. Lauren it. Hey, give it up, delicious. Give it up, Lauren Michaels. I'm sick of your shit. I don't want to hear them sing. Yeah, I don't know about this shit. Be in it. Like, do you? There's gonna be a song called "We Always Wear Pink" on Wednesdays. We wear pink. I know there is. 
Uh, I'm going to use my Raven Simone, my Raven Baxter um, as like Miss Cleo or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my new role. And I know that I'm right. Um, Mm -mm. But yeah, like like I was going to say, like I said before, I think I think yes, with some caveats, but yes. Okay. Um, I would recommend it. Like, of course, like we said, like certain things did not age well. It was made in 2004. You got to deal with that. Um, it was an ugly time for a lot of reasons. We didn't name all of it, but when you're watching it, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, and also you got to live with some of the fashions, as we said. Um, Honestly, but- the girls are call- are the girls are trying to emulate that shit already. I know somebody's got a socialite t-shirt just for sale. I don't play. I, you know what? I know they do. I mean, I don't want to see y'all in that. Like, I lived through it. I don't want y'all to suffer. Um, but it it's still like some of like the jokes they hold up. It's still a fun watch. You got Kevin in there rapping for you. So there are some le- lessons to be learned. Um, you got Missy on the soundtrack. You got a random. Oh, dang. You got a random Joe Button song back when oh. it was socially acceptable to like him um, Bitch, before you knew what a piece of garbage song. he was. No, yeah. We um, didn't really know that he, he didn't have a podcast yet. Podcasts weren't really a thing. They might no. have been, but not at the level like that, you know, two black girls would sit down and think they can make their own podcast. But yeah. Like, <laughs> I uh, that was a song with um with Buster Rhymes, bitch, fire, yeah. bitch. I yeah. just love that song. God. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. If you got ABC Family now known as Freeform, it might be on next weekend. So it check is. it out. It is. If there's a holiday coming up, it'll be on. If it's like a Wednesday, if it's the day that ends in day, it'll be on. And it'll be a 36-hour Mean Girls Marathon on Freeform. Oh, relive Britney's hell. <laughs> <laughs> and and watch that. and, and Cook some hot dogs in a hot pot. <laughs> and, and watch Mean Girls. And, 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 and see if your life won't be forever changed. <laughs> so I have a movie that I would recommend... Um, if you're watching Mean Girls, we're going to take it a little bit more seriously. And we're going to turn it, we're going to tilt toward one of my favorite networks. Oh, no. And that is Lifetime. She's trying, y'all. She's trying. And we are going to learn lessons. We are going to learn lessons with this this week's recommendation. And my recommendation is Odd Girl Out from 2005 and like um mean girls it's also based on a book and it's based on odd girl out which is a book i also owned at the time when i was doing all my research um odd girl out the hidden culture of aggression and girls by rachel simmons so it also deals with relational aggression and hostility and bullying amongst um adolescent girls so that is my recommendation. Girl, look at Alexa Vega with these bangs. Mm-hmm. And it also features 2005 fashions. So they are also terrible. Yeah, these are... Oh, I see a layered shirt. Mm-hmm. I see it. Oh, my God. Do you remember when... Okay, this is like backtracking. Remember when Katie came into the gym and she had those like heel sandals? 
was it kitten heel sandal? It was a kitten heel, but like it was a kitten heel, but it was like a sandal. Oh my god! Like a flip flop. Yes, those are. I owned a pair of those. Actually. I had a pair of platform sandals, platform flip flop sandals, and they cut up the inside of my foot. I had like, oh my god, I could only wear them once. They like pretty much shredded the inside of my like toe, and I was like stuck because that was the only shoes I had brought. <laughs> Mm. oh god i can't find our girl out anywhere but you can buy it on amazon prime i'm pretty sure that it is on the youtube i would say it's probably on youtube it is y'all know that youtube lifestyle y'all it is on youtube i won't give a a url but you know the more savvy among us could easily figure this out y'all know that youtube lifestyle y'all Honestly, you can find some good shit on YouTube. Like, not to blow up anybody's spot, but, like, you know. Just letting y'all know. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, somebody has uploaded it and probably flipped it. <laughs> Especially if it's a lifetime. Yes. Um, I don't really have a recommendation. For some reason, I didn't really think about one. I mean... Heather's is my shit. I talk about it. I've talked about it in both episodes that we've done on this topic. Um, I mean, there's plenty. I don't want to say like bullying movies, but like, like I always tell you, just watch your favorite teen movie. Yeah. Like, not another teen movie. I was not going to say that, but you know what? If you're into If you're into that, <laughs> you, I'll let you have that out with Brittany. How about that? You do that with Brittany and. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm reading about the Heather show and apparently they didn't even air the show when they were going to air it because of the school shooting in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Should just not done it. So, um, yeah, if there's any like sort of um if you have like anything against like or not anything against, but if you have if you're particularly sensitive to like school shooting stuff, um, definitely probably not watch Heathers. But um yeah, I wouldn't you know, it's still one of my favorite movies, but I can definitely understand if you do skip it. Um But definitely go and watch your favorite movie, man. Watch your favorite badly fashioned movie. <laughs> I guarantee you there's probably some mean girl shit in there anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I guess we should say where we are. We are on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. Um, you can also email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. Um, we're on Instagram at blackgirlfilmclub. Uh, we have a blog, blackgirlfilmclub.com. Uh, where else are we? We're anywhere you can get podcasts. Yeah, so Spotify, iTunes, and on SoundCloud, of course. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we haven't talked about our next, our February uh, picks. Uh, we don't have, well, we have an idea. We're still trying to. We got to flesh it out. But yeah, we're trying to figure out, like, what's the amount of damage we're going to do. <laughs> I hope y'all out. like being depressed. <laughs> Because that's the thing, bitch. That's the that's the thing. Um, you should definitely hear from us about that. 
not too long after we dropped this episode. Um, I don't think we have anything else to like announce, talk about. Nope. I, um, again, we are judging um, the Micromania Film Festival. Yes. Um, so we mentioned it in our last episode and we um, have like a link in the description of that episode. And we've been uh, sharing information about that on our Twitter um, so if you are interested in participating, we have a discount code available, yes. um, where you could get 50% off the submission fee and to submit your film, you could go to, okay. um, filmfreeway.com slash micromania film festival. Yes. <laughs> we try. <laughs> um, yeah, submit some films. We want to see them. We can't wait. I think the early, the next deadline, the early bird, early bird deadline is like February 16th. So, and submission fee is pretty cheap, um, especially if you like use the code. Super, super cheap. So yeah, if you have something that's under five minutes, um, you should definitely pitch it over the wall, see what happens, you know, have a little fun. Um, and we can't wait to watch some more movies. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. All right. Go forth, everyone, in your gauchos and your baby fat. (laughs) And try to make fetch happen. Make fetch happen. It's been (laughs) like 15 years. Like, I feel like it's time. It's it's never going to happen. Do it for Gretchen, y'all. Do it for Gretchen Wieners. (laughs) Do it for Gretchen Wieners. Do it for Eliza Thornberry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make that shit happen <laughs> alright bye guys go. bye